I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Hi, welcome back. Today, I'm going to help you make decisions. And that kind of feels like a big thing to say, but that really is what it is. And I say this with the full understanding and, and wanting you to understand that I'm still learning how to make decisions, but there's a couple things that I've made some decisions on and a couple things that I have learned in that process and maybe it will be helpful to you. Number one, live in the questions. And by that, I mean, how can you be maybe more excited? How can you embrace the questions more? How can you live in the curiosity of, of what it is you're thinking about? And, you know, the place of indecision is really hard. It's hard to be in the middle of things. And so when it's, you know, time to make choices, what does that look like? What are those choices? And, and, I guess just this first kind of step is, you know, calling back a podcast with, with Novi uh, quite a bit ago, where she talks about everything is worth celebrating. And as somebody who has had several rounds of cancer and continues with treatment, she knows a bit about that. She knows a bit about the heaviness and the gloom that comes even now and this week. And I was just messaging with her earlier and and that everything is we're celebrating, like we're here and we're alive and, and we get to make questions and, you know, think of questions and make decisions. And so I think the first step is, wow, what a gift. And getting into that place might be difficult and it might be easy and it might change depending on the state of mind you're in, the decision that's being made. Yeah. And point two will be, you won't sometimes know until you try or until you walk forward. Like there has to be some sort of movement. If we just sit and brood and think nothing happens. Movement is what makes things move. (laughs) And that sounds a little bit redundant, but that's what it is. I'm going to give you an example. Several years ago, I was really thinking about getting a boob job. And I didn't. But, I mean, there's those questions you can have. And they're like, why? Why did I want a boob job? I was like, well, I think boobs are hot. And I am born with this a taller leaner body and I've also I also work for this body and you know 
my breast tissue is not very large. And I think I had thought to myself that I thought it would be kind of fun to have bigger boobs. So I looked at images. I followed vlogs and blogs and went to like so many different um, plastic surgeon websites and, and all the things like I, I (laughs) did all of the internet research that could be done on the different types, on the, on the processes, on the placements, on, I mean, you name it. And I got to this place where I was like, so fed up with like this decision process where I'm like, Oh, I think I want this, but it's a big deal. And like, do I really want to go through with this? And I thought to myself, what is the decision? Like, what's the step forward I can take that doesn't make me commit? That's a low cost, but that gives me more information. And I found a clinic here in town and I think it was like a $50 appointment that I made and I went in and they kind of talk about the process. They let you fill different um, things that they insert and then they you know take pictures of your boobs and then augment them on a computer and then send you those images home like to your email so you can have them. I went through this process. They were, did not have awesome customer service actually. And I walked out of there and they didn't make a phone call again, which was great. So it was totally fine with me. But as far as customer service goes, they, they kind of did fail. But <laughs> I came home and had these pictures and opened them up. And even when I looked at them there, I was like, huh, interesting. And then I, I came home and I opened up the files and looked at them and thought, hmm. I think I'm good. And then it was done. And all of this, like literally over several months that I, uh, the thought process around wanting this and thinking about the money of it and thinking about how I would recover and because I I slice my, my muscles to put it underneath my muscles. Like this sounds ridiculous. Like thinking about it for myself, this is thinking sounding ridiculous and the movement things that I like to do and the amount of time it took to heal and then you have to replace them. And it was all these things. And I, and I saw these pictures and I thought, that's not that different. Actually, I like me and I didn't do it. Now I just have to give a side note here. In all that process, I definitely read a lot of stories about different individuals who go through with having breast augmentation. And sometimes augmentation is for larger breasts and sometimes augmentation is for smaller breasts. And the variety of reasons why people have augmentation done is very buried, right? It's, it's, it's a widespread decision-making process for individuals and definitely something that I learned in all that was that it's a very personal decision and that my thoughts and feelings about anybody else getting any sort of breast augmentation was mine to keep for myself and that everybody gets to have their own journey with their body and the way that somebody feels in their body is is not my responsibility or my my opportunity to judge them. And for some people having larger breasts 
is something that made them feel like they came home to their body. And you know what? I'm all about that. I am all about that. And, and so I think I just, I, I learned a lot from all of that. And, and I really am grateful for that experience. But back to our point number two, like, you know, I, I had to try something. I had to take a step. I had to move. So number one is, is really just find the joy in the process, right? Be like, okay, great. I'm in this decision. I get to do this. This is we're celebrating this moment here. And step number two is like, okay, where are you going to move? What direction can you take a little step in and, and find out some more information? Um, and then I would say the next step is, okay, if you're not feeling excited about it, do you do it? The decision that you have to make that you're wondering about, be it business or parenting or relationship or moving or I don't know, so many things. Do you continue to move forward and find the thing that you're excited about within the decision that needs to be made? And that would be one option, right? That if you're not feeling excited about it, do you do it? And sometimes we have to do it. Sometimes it's a thing we have to do and we have to dig in to find a way to be excited about it. I've started making a more strict schedule for myself. There's this idea from Mark Twain about eating the frog. Like if you wake up in the morning and eat a live frog, which sounds terrible, that the rest of your day is going to go great. <laughs> so with this idea of what's the frog thing that you're avoiding? And for me, when I make my schedule, I think, okay, what's the thing I don't want to do? Let's put that in the morning. I'm going to block off this hour. I have to do it. This is the hour I, I get to do this. And again, I have to or get to. Even the phrase of that, not I have to do the thing. Wow, I get to do this. I get to do this. Just one word can change the experience. And so in those times, even if you're not feeling excited about doing it, and you do it anyway, and you move forward, you get to find the ways to make that exciting for yourself. And sometimes, I know for me, especially with some business things or Sometimes when I'm building websites, it's so much work or diving into, to planning and creating uh, something new that there's, there's just moments in time always, even if it's something that I'd love to do, thinking of teaching yoga and designing a yoga class that sometimes I don't want to do it. Sometimes I'm like tired of doing it or I want to do something else, but it's in those moments that I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it, sometimes it takes getting into it. And once I start and get into it, when I think ahead of time about doing it, oh, I don't want to, but have you ever had that experience where then you're in the middle of the thing and it's all consuming and you're like in it, right? You're like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is so good. This is exactly where I want to be. And then that's like, that's what your brain is. I mean, right now I'm thinking my pantry needs an overhaul. I have three kids here. You know what? I find random wrappers stuffed behind pasta boxes and soup cans and whatever, like all the time. Like I know that they're eating things in there. I don't tell them they can't, but they, they just stuff it back. There. <laughs> like I won't find it. Of course I'm going to know what it's. <laughs> oh, so my pantry is one of those where I think ahead of time, like right now, at this current moment, I'm thinking, Damn, I really want to gut that pantry, but it's sounding like a lot of work. 
but I know myself to know that once I get into that side of the, the project, that that sort of project, organizing projects, like, like re resituating things, whether that's something, you know, especially for hands-on sorts of things, for sure. I feel this and, and with, within design as well, I feel that within designing things for business or programs or writing or, I don't know, so many things that once I'm in it, once I step forward, then there's excitement that comes. And sometimes, sometimes that's required. Sometimes like the heaviness and the pull to get started and just do the damn thing, right? Like maybe the decision is like, okay, the decision's been made, but you don't, but you're not stepping forward to do the damn thing. So do the damn thing, take the step forward, even when you're like sludging through mud, that's worth celebrating and you get to be there. And so just take one more step and just take one more step, just this step, just this step. And one last point in decision-making in planning and the things is how do you feel after think about maybe a decision that you made and how you feel after about that decision, about that experience that is data for you. Is there relief that you did or did not make that decision? Is there joy that you did or did not do that thing? And pay attention in those places. I, I know that there was a, an opportunity recently to do something that was going to require my, my organization and my, my gathering of, of humans to make it work. And with some of the other things that I have decided to do, I, there, there was just, there wasn't enough of me. And you know, when we say yes to something, we say no to something else and vice versa. If we say no to something, then we have room for yeses. And I, there, there was too many yeses and, and there's only so much time and energy we have to give. And if we say yes, just too many things like my experiences, if that's the case, then I get real overwhelmed. And the way that that shows up is I start to avoid things. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to open my email. I'm not going to answer this. I'm not going to do this. And then I start to get anxious because then I realize how much work I have to do and to reorder and how much time it's going to take. So the avoidant anxious cycle is not very good in regards to business and getting things done. You know, that's often anxious and avoidant styles are, are often thought about within relationships and secure attachment versus avoidant or anxious attachment. But it very much could go along with, with any decision-making process and how you approach other things in your life besides relationships. And so I know that when I start to feel an imbalance, when I don't have enough space, when I ha don't have enough of that balance between form and flow, between like structure and surrender, between like play and work, that both of those things are important. And how I, I felt in this moment when I was making this decision was that I had said yes to too many things and I was really overwhelmed and, and I didn't want to say no. And that's the hard part. Sometimes we don't want to say no, but I did. And it was graciously accepted as a no. And you know what? 
I felt so much relief. I was really <laughs> just like grateful. I felt like I had space. And the thing is, is I was feeling like I was going to let somebody down. And, and the last thing I want to do is break trust. And if I say I'm going to do something, I want to be able to show up. And if I have committed to too many things and I'm not willing to ask for help or willing to be honest about how I'm actually feeling, and then I drop the ball, then that's a loss of trust in me by other people. And that's not what I want. And so stepping forward, even when it's hard is to say, I love this whole idea. I want to be a part of it. But at this moment, my capacity does not match my desire. And I, I can't show up in this moment, but it may be in the future, there'll be something else. So, you know, whatever those decisions are. And at the same time, you know, there's, there's those decisions and, and there's other decisions like relationship decisions. And those can be a little bit tricky. And I think that a lot of decisions where it comes to people have to be done with a lot of compassion and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of grace and looking for the good. Whatever we look for, we will find. Okay, there we go. This is how I'm helping you make decisions today <laughs> to celebrate a little recap, celebrate that you get to make decisions to find small steps forward, to try something, to make a move, you make a move. What's the step forward that you can make. And then if it's something you have to do, even if you're not excited about it, how do you find ways to make yourself excited about it? And also it could be, if you're not feeling excited about it, do you even do it? Or do you stop there and say, you know what? This isn't bringing me joy. Sometimes we have to do those things, even if they're not bringing me joy, but sometimes we have the option to say, this is not what I want. And then lastly, how do you feel about something after? And take that as a point of data for future decision-making. Each of us have our own sort of situation, our own socioeconomic um, kind of current event. We all have own familial, like family sort of dynamics. We all live in different places across the whole entire globe. And, and the way that we each make decisions and what's important to us is varied. I think that's amazing. I think that's really cool, actually. I love how Ramit Sethi, in his, he has a book called I'll Teach You Be Rich, and I love in his Instagram that he talks about often about what is your rich life, and that that looks different for each of us. And I, I, I just really think that it's important to remember that the way that we each value our time and attention and energy looks different and then it's a gift that we can all make different decisions. And that the way that we all work together as humans is that we add to each other because we are in different places. It'd be really boring if we were all the same. It would be really boring. I, I, a world of Bonnies. Oh my gosh. This is way more exciting with a world of all of you in it as well. <laughs> mm. 
best of luck in your decision making continually through life as we make our billion decisions as we move forward. Hand is on my heart. Sending you love and embodiment on this process and in this joy of an experience of being alive. Talk to you soon.